When you go through a separation or a divorce, one of the things that they tell you in court is to make your child the primary focus in decision making. I also said this in my video about handling divorce. You should go back and watch it if you haven't. Um, but here's the thing, it is really hard to raise a healthy child if either parent is unhealthy. So it's not so much the quantity of time that you have with the child, but the quality of time that you have with the child. But there's so much pressure on the parent that is the primary caregiver. Insane pressure to always be on their best behavior. So today, if you're a co-parent that is watching this, I'm going to be sharing with you eight ways that you can help the parent who is the primary caregiver. Dead the assumption bias that you can be doing better than the parents who is the primary caregiver at that point in time. Um, everyone always thinks that they can be doing better, right? Um, and it is very easy to just have like a perspective and a bias in your mind where you're like, you know what, like I could be buying them better clothes. I could be, you know, teaching them better for school. I could be giving them better food. Like you just have all these things of like, you know, I feel because you feel like you're missing out on, on being there all the time, right? It's very easy to just give your co-parent so much stress about the, the fact that you feel that they could be doing better as a co-parent that is actually, you know, that the child is actually with all the time. So it's very important that you dead that bias. Like, don't think about, of course, if there are things that you want to share that you think they should be doing better, you can have that conversation. Like, you can be like, you know what? Like, um, have you tried this? You know, do you think we should do this? Like, there are ways to have that conversation without always telling yourself in your mind that if it were you, if I, if it was me, if it was me, I would do this. I wouldn't do that. I would think like this. I wouldn't think like that. Every, it's very easy to think like that until you're the one who's actually, you know, <laughs> having to be the primary caregiver. It's just, it's very different. The dynamics are different. So as a co-parent, I think you, it's just, when you dead that bias, it just makes it easier for you to manage the dynamics of your relationship with your other co-parents. Contribute financially, even if you know, your co-parent is not asking, right? Um, of course, when you do, when you go through a separation legally, um, and you know, you're both co-parenting a child, um, a lot of times there will be conversations from a legal standpoint of, you know, what each person is supposed to contribute per time. And that's okay. That's all for structural purposes, right? But when you really think about it, right, the co-parent that is the actual primary caregiver has so many expenses that you don't get to see down to expenses like buy ice cream. <laughs> like you buy ice cream all the time means that there is a big expense there. It, it piles up. Um, there's so many other expenses from school that may not be like tuition or books, but my, you know, I mean, you're buying stationery, you're having to buy like costumes for parties. Like there's a lot of expenses that actually come up that may not have been agreed um, upon like properly in the legal framework. And I think that, you know, it's okay to just be able to just send funds without act actually feeling like, oh, you know, I have to stick within the structure of what we agreed we were going to, I was going to pay or, um, or asking your co-parent. Because sometimes when you ask, just because of the dynamics of the relationship and maybe egos, your co-parent may not, may be like, oh, you know, I don't need the money. It's okay. Don't worry. I mean, that always happens in many cases. In some cases, people are mature enough to say, yeah, you know, I do need the money. But um, I think it's always great to just offer, right? To just send it, right? And just be like, hey, I sent you some funds, you know, to sort out our kid. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay.
Don't accept everything that your child says as the absolute, right? It's always important to give the other parents the benefit of doubt, right? Because children are also emotional. So yes, I'm not saying, you know, you doubt your child every time and be like, oh, your child's not telling the truth. But in some, in some instances, it is possible that your child might exaggerate um, facts. It could be also like, you know, sometimes children, again, because they're emotional and they're going through stuff, they might say things that they don't really mean. Um, they might say things that they, you know, like that are not necessarily like true, true. I know like there were times in my personal situation, for instance, where, you know, my son will say something like, oh, you know, we'll tell his, his father that, you know, I don't really like this house. And he's not really saying that he doesn't like the house or, or like there's tension in the house or anything like that. Um, he's saying that because maybe me and him have been looking through Pinterest and he's seeing all these other houses that I keep saying to him that we're going to get eventually. And so in his mind as a child, he's just like, oh, I don't like this old house anymore I, I like the new Pinterest house that he's in um, and if you don't understand the dynamics of that it's very easy to just make judgments um, without really knowing that so give your co-parent the benefit of doubt like it, it can be very frustrating for a parent to kind of you know take the opinion of a child um, sometimes without taking into consideration that you know you have an adult co-parent that, that actually knows what it is they're saying you know um so that's very very important in the dynamics of co-parenting when a challenge is raised do your best to be part of solving that challenge regardless of whether you're in the environment or not and this is something that myself and my co-parents you know have been able to navigate and we're still navigating so it's not like we're perfect right we're going growing through the process but um because also like you know we want to make sure like our, our kid you know gets as much of a balance of both of us as possible um you know there are times where i will say i will say to his father like oh you know i need you to speak to him about this particular challenge right not because he's not necessarily listening to me but like i feel like you know with his father like his father can come at it from a different perspective or a different direction so his father will talk to him you know personally about that matter and like i mean i'll give you an example an example is like eat your vegetables like I might be struggling with getting him to eat his vegetables and like his father might be like, oh, you know, if you don't eat your vegetables, you know, I hope you understand how important it is. You're not going to grow. You're not going to, you know, be able to play basketball. You're not going to be able to do those things. And, you know, for some reason, it, you know, it might work, right? So it's not, try and get involved in solving the, the problems. Don't say to yourself as a co-parent that, well, that's not my problem because I'm not in the environment or, or you're trying to set up your co-parent to fail. So you're kind of like, you know, I'm not going to deal with it so that, you know, things can go topsy-turvy and then I'll come in as the hero to now save the day <laughs> after everything has scattered. Like this is your child and your child is very important. So if you can solve, just solve send reminders if you have to okay so don't always assume that there is an underhand motive um, for why you know your co-parent forgot something like they forgot it on purpose or something like that like you have to understand that you know everyone's busy everyone's got stuff going on simultaneously so as much as you're parenting you probably also have work you probably also have relationships and friends you have to deal with and so much other stuff going on so um don't as a co-parent that is not the primary caregiver like like don't assume that the person who is the primary caregiver is judging you 
or dodging your messages or maybe you were supposed to like so i'll give you an example so maybe you were supposed to like show up um on a particular day at a particular time and like they forgot like you completely skipped their mind and they ended up going out somewhere else with the kid don't just don't just assume that oh there's a motive oh they were trying to keep you from seeing your kid like maybe they forgot right so give room for those things give room for errors as long as they apologize and you know like they reach out to you to say hey you know i forgot or something like it can happen it can happen to anyone so don't remove like the human element of error okay don't always assume that oh you know there's resentment oh they have a motive there's always a motive that is one of the surefire ways to kill a healthy co-parenting relationship is to always think there is motive when there is none be kind be kind it's that simple i feel like i don't even need to explain this one right just understand that the pressure is real you're not always in court you don't always have to fight your co-parent is not a robot or a machine that is just supposed to deliver everything that happens in court or is supposed to just you know um deliver on the structures that have been aligned on and they're just supposed to be robotic about the process like just on be understanding there are times where your co-parent might be going through something right like they, they don't they don't stop being human because they are co-parenting with you right they might have their own emotions they might feel down one day and like the energy is not up you know and like you have to be kind you have to be be in tune with that emotion just because both of you are no longer together doesn't mean that you know you have to now act like oh you know i I, this is about expectations only like i have expectations of you you should have expectations of me and like we'll keep it that way you know like just be kind be patient right understand those pressures and be empathic right because again you don't know the things that they go through right you don't know how stressed stressful it can be to be parenting you know even if you're even though you're co-parenting like to have to be the one who's with the child every single day it's a lot of work it's a lot of work so be kind and be empathic to your co-parents give your ex a break okay um if you can schedule time to hang out with your kid and take your kid out or whatever it is like even if it wasn't part of the time that you guys normally have agreed like if you're if you can you know offer and say hey you know i'll come take the kid for a drive or i'll come take them out like that that's so cool like <laughs> I, I like it'd be cool. it'd be, it's great for me right i love it when once in a while like you know uh, my co-parent is like hey you know um i'm gonna take Taking for a drive is that cool like of course it's cool like taking for a drive <laughs> you know um i need that break so i think you know that dynamics like again not being rigid about what you guys have agreed um you know making that extra effort that offer to say hey look you know um there's a birthday party is it okay if i take him for a birthday party and of course respecting the wishes of your other co-parent as well because you might have a co-parent that's like nope I don't want you taking for a birthday party and like that's okay too right um i'm hoping you don't have a co-parent like that that is not going to be objective of course if there's a good reason i can understand that but if it's just oh you know they're just being mean then they're just being mean that's fine but we're not talking about that for this video um but i think you know just that openness so if like they have a birthday party that is organized by their friend for their friend's child and they're like you know hey i want to come take our kid to that birthday party is that cool like you know just i mean it's it, it always it's always a great way to get the kid out right um and to get the kid out of the the normal environment that they're used to so 
please make those offers, okay? And you, the co-parent that is the primary giver, sometimes let those things go. Like, I mean, it's great for you, so you don't have to play your up your ego to be like, hey, no, it's not happening. Um, just let it go, right? It's great for you to also have your me time. And my final message to you, uh, co-parent that is watching this is to respect boundaries okay boundaries are very very important so understand that you know your co-parent who is a primary giver doesn't have to do things at your own time and I think this is kind of mutual this kind of goes both ways right is they don't have to do things at your own time so when you send a message and say oh you know like is this done or like I need that done like don't assume that they're gonna drop everything that they're doing and just focus on that one thing at that time as long as they're communicating like Again, this boils down to what I said before is that if you can stop thinking about it in terms of like motives, bad motives, right? I feel like this process would just be so much easier, right? Is to say to yourself that, you know what, like they're actually probably busy. They probably have stuff going on. So maybe them not responding to me does not mean that they're not trying to respond to me. Or maybe them not doing that thing right now doesn't mean they're not trying to ever do it. Like they have stuff going on. Um, in that same regard, when you think about respecting boundaries is also please never ever communicate to a third party, whether it is nanny, grandma, grandpa, whoever it is, um, something that you should communicate directly to your co-parent, right? Don't do that, right? So don't call your nanny to be like, hey, hey, um, do you guys have food in the house? Is there stuff that I should buy? Don't do that. Like, that's just rude, right? So if you have, like, your co-parents, have that conversation with them. When you want to ask what the child needs, have that conversation with a co-parent. Don't go around asking third parties. Even, even if you've previously always interacted with those third parties like just respect the fact that they are the parent and that they're in a better position to make decisions and to give you clearer information about your child all right so the whole purpose of me doing this video was for co-parents who are not the primary caregiver i want you to watch this because i think that you know you, there are many ways that you can make that journey so much easier um, for your co-parent but also in the process what you will find is that it will make that journey easier for you as well it will make that journey pleasant for you as well because a lot of the resistance that you sometimes face when it comes to your co-parent is as a result of just like your ego propping up um, or you not understanding the situation and you not being able to navigate that situation and communicate better right so i'm hoping that this video will help you to have less resistance so that you can actually focus on building a healthy co-parenting environment for your child it is super super important if you know anyone that needs to watch this video please don't hesitate to share it with them okay because i'm sure they'll learn a thing or two from this and practice it apply it um, and if, if you use this uh, information that I've shared with you and it works for you, right? Or there's something else that you want to share. Like, so if you're a co-parent yourself and you have some stuff that you think would be great that people can benefit from, please drop it in the comments below so that we can all learn from it. I'd love to learn from you as well, as much as you're learning from me, okay? And also subscribe to my YouTube channel because I'm going to be sharing so much more. I'm going to be talking about topics that people don't normally address, right? So things around divorce, around separation, and also around co-parenting, right, on this journey. So I look forward to having you be part of my community.